Podcast Answer Man, episode number 36. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit AGEEDesign.com today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is a podcast about podcasting. Uh, if you didn't know that already, welcome to the show. Today, I want to talk to you just briefly about a couple things that you may want to be aware of. Something I'd never thought of before. I came across the dig.com reading browsing that I was doing, and uh, I, I just thought I needed to share this with you guys inside of a Podcast Answer Man episode. One of the most popular blogging engines out there, and and one that's my favorite uh, to use by far, especially in the field of podcasting, is WordPress. Now, there are other sites out there that allow you to host your podcast for free, like Blogger and Blogspot.com and all those other great services, and there's nothing terribly wrong with those. I've always, however, been a fan of WordPress ever since I've been uh, with the very first uh, podcast that I produced. In fact, uh, probably due to the fact that I was using WordPress even before that for my personal blogging. I go back to blogging all the way back into the days before there was a term called blog. And I remember calling it my online web diary or uh, what else? I can't remember what else I called it. I, I, I used to uh, call it Cliff's Notes, but I uh, decided not to do that anymore just in case Somebody out there in the uh, trademark community might get a little upset with me for doing that. However, yeah, I used to hand-code HTML pages, and uh, then came along this program called Movable Type. Actually, Blogger came along first. Blogger, back in the day, this is way before Google ever bought it, uh, back when it first came out, it was down all the time, at least the Blogspot site, and, and so I was using it to FTP to my own server, but the problem is, is my database was unavailable half the time that I went to log in to make a new blog entry. So then I went to Movable Type, and Movable Type was very nice. I enjoyed Movable Type, but they went away from the free and open source kind of. Uh, I don't know if they were ever open source, but they went away from their free version, and and they were going to try to go the route of of charging money for Movable Type, which is not, I mean really not a problem. But back then it was just a personal thing for me. It had nothing to do with podcasting at the time, and so therefore I decided, you know, hey, let's see what else is out there. I think I tried Blogger again, and uh, well, you know, I ended up hearing about WordPress. And once I heard about WordPress, once my friend Robert Johnson showed me what it was and how it worked, it, I was I was sold immediately. And so I've been using WordPress for gosh a couple years now. Anyhow, uh, what's nice about WordPress and using WordPress for your your podcast is the fact that it automatically does file enclosures so that when you post an mp3 file on one of your posts it automatically does all that hand coding or the the special coding of the mp3 file that needs to be uh, taken care of for it to be delivered via the rss feed and it, it's it's an easy program to manipulate the way that it looks and the way that it feels on your site uh, very easy to change things around so WordPress has always been a favorite option of mine. Now, here's the thing. Out there, you can find at uh, wordpress.com, you can, or I'm sorry, wordpress.org, 
if you search, you'll find that there is a link to what they call the theme viewer. Now, literally hundreds and hundreds of new themes are out, built out there by des website designers, and they offer them for free. In fact, uh, I'm going to read to you just the beginning here of a story from GigaOM.com, and it's called, Are Hackers Exploiting WordPress Themes? So here's what it says. WordPress is growing quickly, both as a hosted platform and also via standalone blog installations. The rapid growth and its open, flexible approach to blog design means that it, be, it may become a target for hackers who embed malicious codes within the themes they distribute. One of the reasons for its success is the flexibility it offers for customization. WordPress is built around a central engine written in PHP called the loop. Every time the blog is viewed, the loop, is, uh, the loop processes each part of the page, a header, the body and posts, a sidebar, and a footer. Blog operators are free to change these elements. They can, mild, they can modify the style sheet to change fonts and colors. They can change the PHP code to display, display things like author details, popular tags, and so on. And they can put it all in. They can put in plugins to further extend the capability of their site. Now, here's the thing: if 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 you're totally lost and you're not following me, tracking along right now, I apologize. But for those, there are many of you out there that are using WordPress and you have downloaded these themes, and you're thinking, okay, what's Cliff talking about? Well, you know how you can go in and you can edit the header and you can edit the uh, PHP file for the body text in each of the pages. Well, there are a lot of wonderful themes out there on all these different uh, sites. In fact, uh, the theme browser, I'm looking here, you can go to uh, themes.wordpress.net, and I don't even know what's there, literally hundreds of these things. And they're beautiful. You can you can change them as much as you want. It, there, there's really no limit to what you can do. But what happened is in this story, they're talking about um, an example of where people can come in and take a, a theme that was put together by a website designer. They can go in and change the coding around, such as, let's just say, in the footer tag. They go in and put this malicious uh, code for you know that's PHP code in there that causes the your website to go and connect with a server out there that you necessarily don't even know about, and this can be hidden anywhere in this in any of the PHP files and saved. And what what's going on is that there are now out there uh, people out that are taking all of these um, WordPress themes. And they're editing, putting this malicious code in there, and then making their own website theme viewer. And so you can come to their website, then you can download the code uh, from their servers and install it as a theme on your blog. And it looks and feels just like all of the other ones. The only problem is, is that it has this hidden code in there. Now, here's, here's what this article is saying. He says, here's a real example. Seattle-based developer Derek Penselin uh, uh, makes acclaimed WordPress themes, and he released them. Uh, he, he released it. He released several of them to the world. Other themes, other theme sites have copied his themes. 
One such theme copier is WP-Sphere. And I don't have the exact web URL, but uh, I would encourage you to stay away from it. When you download uh, this gentleman's theme from the WP-Sphere site, it contains some extra code that he did that the original designer did not include. Uh, it's a long string of cryptic-looking characters that most users would not question. The first part of the string looks like this, and so in the body tag, it's got like a code question mark PHP uh, at symbol ampersand uh, eval, and then it's got all this different uh, code in there. Kind of looks like hexadecimal kind of code, um, as far as what I'm what I know to be anyway. I'm not a huge programmer myself. But anyway, it says here, it says the first part of the string offers a clue. It's using a PHP function to decode the string of text, which is encoded as base64. If we pass this through a decoder, the string looks a lot more malicious. And so basically, this code is establishing a connection from WordPress server, which is your website, to several WPSSR.com servers, WPNSC, uh, WPSNC2.com, and it allows the site operator there to download an arbitrary piece of JavaScript. These sites are registered to anonymous registrars in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. So what what's going on here is that through some some special uh, code that they put into the PHP, uh, they are able to make your website, whenever somebody accesses your page, to make it go out to one of these anonymous servers and then download and operate uh, JavaScript code, which, of course, JavaScript can be programmed to do all kinds of things on your computer and uh, perhaps even download something. So what I want to do is I'm going to put a link to this GigaOM uh, article, and I want to encourage you, if you are a podcaster and you're using uh, themes that did not come with the typical installation, I want to first encourage you to only get things from uh, places where you trust and take a look and see what some of this coding looks like in the article, so this example of, of what coding should not be there. Most of the time, down in the footer, you'll see a link to the designer who created the theme. My suggestion is if you find this, I would go and click on that link and, and download the theme straight from the designer site. And that way, I believe you're probably going to be uh, the safe, that'll be the safest bet to get number one, the most update, updated and recent version with any bugs worked out. And number two, you'll get the original WordPress theme. So in essence, two things. Number one, go check this out, this blog entry that I'm telling you about. Number two, um, just be careful. If you're out there shopping for themes, make sure that you, you know where you're getting it from and uh, stay away from those, you know, just doing a Google search for WordPress themes and just finding them anywhere because those little sites are popping up all over the place. And I've been guilty of, of looking through those myself and downloading. So I, I need to go through one of the things. And I just found out about this today on dig.com. Anyway, I just found out about it. And so I need to go in and check my codes because I know that I've always just done, you know, WordPress. Uh, themes and Google, and then half the time I'll pull them down off of the uh, 
the WordPress theme viewer. And sometimes I'll just, you know, browse around to see what else is out there. And I think everything that I've gotten, though, that I that is currently in use has all come from the WordPress theme viewer, which I think is pretty safe. But again, I just wanted to throw the word of caution out there to you. Now, one other thing that I wanted to bring up in this episode, number 36, as a follow-up to what we covered in episode 35. Now, in episode 35, I did my not-so-glowing review of the Zoom H2 recorder. And I'm going to just give you an update. I'm still standing by the fact that I do not like that recorder. Um, it's, It's not horrible. And if you're again, the the whole thing is is that if if it means a lot to you to save that extra 150, 200 bucks or whatever, then then yes, it's a, it's a decent recorder. But just the other day, I was sticking going to stick it in my pocket. I was going to give it a shot out in the field, and I noticed that when I put it in my pocket, it accidentally turned on the power. And there, you know, I I, I turned off the power and stuck it in my pocket and turned it on again. And so I just I'm just very much not happy with the field recording capabilities and and the inability to um, you not be able to pause. And today I found this note on one of the sites that uh, talks about the Zoom H2. It says, please note the Zoom H2 will not mount as a USB drive on Mac OS X 10.5, which is also known as the new operating sister system for Leopard, which or the new, for the Mac, which is called Leopard. Uh, so it will not mount as a USB drive. You will not be able to plug it in and and drag and drop the files off of your unit onto your desktop using the uh, H2 on Leopard unless you update the firmware of the H2 to version 1.2 or higher. And of course, you can go download the latest uh, H2 firmware and read the insta- installation uh, instructions on the Zoom's website. And so if you are if you have a Zoom H2 recorder and you have just upgraded to the Mac OS uh, Leopard uh, or if you are thinking about doing it, you'll want to uh, hop over to episode 36 here the show notes, um, and I will put a link to this little note and a link to the place where you can get the firmware update and the instructions to to upgrade that. And I think I'll put a little post in uh, update uh, episode number 35 in my review as well. So anyway, that's all I have today for you. Uh, I just thought it was very important to come to you and share with you um, what I think is very important information regarding the security of these themes that are out there. I don't think that you need to worry about using the themes. Just you need to be cautious of where you're getting the themes from. And uh, I think that if you do that, you'll be pretty safe. And I'll keep an eye out. You're aware of anything out there uh, that you want to share with us. You can always call our listener line at area code 859-795-4067. And uh, we always ask you to come to gspn.tv and join the community.